Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Do you know the story of Fanny Crosby? She wrote more than nine thousand hymns. It's amazing, and we got to hear her story from our dear friend Vance Christie. But wait, there's more. Spoiler alert here. Not only did she write all of those hymns, she was also blind. Oh, you don't want to miss this story. It's going to encourage you in a very big way. I know it is. So let's dive in. We are very passionate about Christian biography, uh, especially uh, historical Christian biography. We're, we're into church history because this is, this is so vitally important to learn about, you know, what uh, believers, uh, you know, have— the challenges they've faced, yes. how they uh, navigated all of that, how God was faithful in their lives. Yeah, it's really kind of anti-prosperity uh, gospel <laughs> dosage that we need to I would know have to t- life would... is not always easy. Stop thinking that. I would have to say, Vance, that the Bible is anti-prosperity gospel, right. wouldn't you say? Uh, very much so, yes. <laughs> yeah, but the, like you bring it out with, uh, with proven lives that have been lived. I love I yeah. love what you do. Yeah, because Vance, what you do is you you make uh, church history come alive, and there again, it, yes. it builds up our own faith, and it's it's so so vitally important. And for those who may have not read a lot about some of these great heroes of the faith that we have put in the spotlight, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to to point you know actually point the spotlight at them. Mm-hmm is so that uh, you can be encouraged by their lives, and, and Vance has made it accessible for all of us, because his writing is is wonderful, and it's just very uplifting and very inspiring. Well, we're talking this time around about Fanny Crosby, the great hymn writer. Did she write more than 9,000 hymns? Did I get that right? Yes, um, wow. just, just right around 9,000, just an incredible production on her part during her adult years. Okay, so let's get the backstory. Because she had it so easy, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. We're going to get into that, Kate. We're going to get into that. Um, See, she was born in 1820, and she lived a long life. What a lot of people may not know about Fanny Crosby is the fact that she, she was blind. Now, her blindness... This is really, um, this is a big part of her story. Tell us how she became blind. Fanny was born in a small town in southeastern New York that had a unique name, Southeast. And um, when she was just six weeks old, she developed an inflammation of the eyes as a result probably of a cold. And the regular community doctor was away at the time. Another man who claimed to be a doctor, but apparently was more of a quack, offered to treat her eyes. He put a hot poultice over her eyes, insisting it would draw out the infection, Mm -hmm. and instead it all but destroyed her sight. To the end of her life, she was able to see only bright light and vivid colors, and those only faintly. Other than that, she was totally blind. She could not see distinct details or even indistinct shapes. But this seeming tragedy led to her developing an absolutely overcoming spirit, an incredibly retentive mind, and an exceptional poetic gift. And 
toward the end of her life, she wrote about that accident that had occurred and the man who caused it. She wrote very graciously and triumphantly, I think, by saying, But I have not for a moment in more than 85 years felt a spark of resentment against him because I have always believed from my youth to this very moment that the good Lord in his infinite mercy by this means consecrated me to the work that I am still permitted to do. When I remember his mercy and loving kindness, when I have been blessed above the common lot of mortals, and when happiness has touched the deep places of my soul, how can I repine? Mm-hmm. Boy, you know what? When we, when we hear those words, when we think about Fanny's story, Kate, just to piggyback <laughs> on what you were saying, you know, this is so many of uh, those who followed Christ before us had a very difficult life, and the way that she processed this is truly amazing. And Vance, one of the things I'd love to talk about, and you see it all the time as you study the lives of these great men and women of the faith, is God's providence in his hand in the midst of these setbacks and afflictions and difficulties. It's almost like each and every person who was used greatly by God was in some way dealing with this. They walk with a limp, don't they? Absolutely. And with Fanny Crosby, it, that is so very distinct because she had this, um, from a human perspective, a complete tragedy um, from her infancy, and yet the Lord used that to develop her um, into the person that she became and um, uh, allowed her, actually as a result of the, the handicap that was dealt to her as an infant, um, because of that, allowed her to develop the ministry, um, just a, a, a tremendous ministry um, that she could be used of the Lord in great ways. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? This, this concept of out of our greatest pain or greatest challenge, comes our greatest opportunity for ministry. So the very thing that we think is going to hinder us actually helps us. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. And uh, some of the amazing hymns that she wrote that we're still singing today, believe it or not. I love that one. Blessed Assurance is great, but man, to God be the glory. Just fantastic. Now, she wrote the lyrics for these songs. Did she write any of the music, or is that somebody else? I think virtually all her um, hymns that 
we know of today. The music was written by other individuals. She herself was quite musical, both um, vocally and instrumentally. But um, I think w with her published hymns, I think mainly other individuals wrote the the music. Now, for those who are just tuning in, uh, Fanny Crosby, uh, when she was an infant, basically, she uh, threw the... Um, through the providence of God. Let's just put it that way. This is the way we're framing this thing out. Uh, she lost yes. her eyesight because of a doctor who uh, did not uh, do what he was supposed to do. Instead, uh, he did something he should not have supposedly uh, you know, have done at that time. I don't want to be too harsh here because, you see, the hand of God is, is, is on, on Fanny Crosby's life, even from uh, that time until she... Uh, you know, walked into the presence of the Lord at age 94. You can see how God used her. So he allows things in our lives because he has a greater plan, even though sometimes those things are, are extremely difficult. And it's, it's like, okay, well, she couldn't see. Her physical sight was gone. But Vance, God gave her this amazing ability to be able to see things in the spiritual realm and heighten her senses. And if she had not been blind, she may not have written all of these these hymns that so many have been singing through the years that have been a part of Christian worship, and so we can see God's hand in, in this. So there's that uh, situation where she lost her sight. She ended up at a school for the blind. Is that what happened? Yes, and if I might mention something related to what you were just saying, before she got to the Institute for the Blind, when she was eight or nine years old, she and her mother, who was named Mercy, uh, moved to a nearby town, and um, Mercy was a housekeeper for other individuals, and while Mercy would be away working, um, their landlady, who was named Mrs. Hawley, who um, Fanny describes as an old Puritan Presbyterian, Mrs. Hawley would care for Fanny, and she invested countless hours in helping young Fanny memorized vast portions of scripture. And it was realized at that time that Fanny had virtually a photographic memory um, because um, just over a period of two or three years, Fanny committed to memory, believe it or not, the entire first five books of the Old Testament, mm. all four Gospels, wow. the Book of Ruth, many Psalms, all the Proverbs, the entire Book of Song of Solomon. So it, beca wow. it became clear that she just had this absolutely phenomenal memory. Mm. And then um, when she was 15 years old, she was admitted to the New York Institution for the Blind, where she learned a phonetic alphabet and um, learned Braille and to read the Bible using Braille. And she studied subjects including English literature and grammar, history, geography, philosophy, mathematics, science, 
political economy and music. And um, the way they were taught is that the instructors would read their lectures and any related reading materials to the pupils. Um, they would read that material two or three times, then ask the students detailed questions about the material. The next day then, the students were expected to paraphrase the previous lesson from memory back to their teachers. And years of this kind of instruction further strengthened Fanny's power of mental retention and recall. And to make a, a much longer story a bit shorter, she really became the outstanding um, student at that institute. And after eight years as a student, she became a teacher at the institute. At the institute, she taught rhetoric, grammar, Roman, and American history. And then the final five years um, that she was at the institute, she was the dean of students. So mm -hmm. she just had, let's see, a total of um, 23 years where she was further um, developing her mind and um, the and exhibiting this incredible um, retentive ability um, that came into play in her producing the thousands of hymns that she afterward did. This is uh, so neat. I know that we are probably introducing some believers who have never heard of Fanny Crosby. Maybe they know the songs, but they didn't know anything they, about her life. They're, they had no idea that, uh, you know, this is the backstory of these, these songs that they know and love. And even if you're not familiar with the songs, guys, let's face it, her life is, uh, is inspiring. And she, as all of us, all of these uh, folks we put in the spotlight, hello, we're all sinners in need of a Savior. None of, us, none of us are perfect, and we have our faults. But that's another great reason to, to study the lives of uh, Christian heroes, so to speak, of these believers who've gone before us, because it gives us encouragement, because yeah. we can see that even though we have challenges and we're growing in Christ and we're not what we want to be yet, but thank you, Lord, we're not what we once were, by His grace, but we grow. But the the whole point is, the, through the process, God sees our heart, and He can use us anyway. And when we are weak, like Fanny was blind, then we are strong. And many times God compensates for the weaknesses in our lives by giving us strengths in other areas. Now, something you mentioned, Vance, that I find uh, very interesting. She's memorizing, you know, entire books of the Bible, and, and it, so she's saturating her mind in Scripture, but when did she really make that decision to receive Christ as her Lord and Savior? How old was she when that happened? That is most interesting because Fanny, her whole life, her young, uh, her um, growing up years and her young adult years, um, regularly attended church and enjoyed the music, participated in that, in choirs and the like, and singing solos. Um, but clear through her 20s while she was involved with um, various Christian churches, she was not herself a 
believer uh, in Christ as her personal Savior. And what happened um, to point her that direction was um, when she was 28 years old, um, 28 and 29, cholera swept across Europe, leaving um, scores of thousands of people dead there. And then it came to New York. Um, 2,200 people in New York perished from the cholera epidemic um, there when Fanny was 29 years old. And in fact, 20 members of the New York Institution for the Blind perished as well. And um, through that experience, Fanny certainly was reminded she was brought face-to-face -face with her own mortality, and that very likely played a part in her coming to faith in Christ, because the very next year after that epidemic had occurred, um, the, August, um, the autumn of 1850, some revival meetings were held at a local Methodist church. Fanny and some others from the institution attended those meetings each night, and twice Fanny went forward when a public invitation was given, seeking peace for her inner spiritual struggles, but she found none. And finally, um, on November 20th, she went to the altar um, Again, as a public invitation was given, she went alone, and as she was praying, the congregation began singing Isaac Watts' hymn, Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die. And the chorus for that hymn has some words of consecration here, Lord, I give myself away, tis all that I can do. And Fanny expressed um, those words as, as her commitment of desire to yield her heart and her life to the Lord Jesus, um, receiving Him as her Savior, giving herself to Him. And she afterward reported that immediately her very soul was flooded with heavenly light. She actually jumped up to her feet there in front of the church and literally shouted, Hallelujah! <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. Oh man, that's great. Vance, I love uh, how thorough you are and how you really get to know these people through your writing. And I'm thinking of uh, Fanny Crosby, and I'm thinking of the calls that we get with people who are going through tough times. And um, when God says, no, not this, or no, not this now, or go another way, uh, that is not saying all is lost. Can you talk for a minute about what you've learned by writing about these people and the hard things in their life really made them? Yes. Um, I would say to a person, the individuals that I've written about, had the privilege to write about, who were so greatly used of the Lord, every one of them faced um, great difficulties in their life, really, 
on some point or another. And I think the Lord just used that to carve out the characters to lead to um, lead them into becoming the individuals who um, had come to understand their great need to depend on the Lord to use them. And as um, Kurt already mentioned, that um, those who are weak, those are the individuals who the Lord can use. And as I say, um, that is clearly seen in in um, every prominent person that I've had the opportunity to write about. And I do believe that one of the wonderful results of that is that we're all reminded that ultimately this is the Lord's great work in people's lives. They're not accomplishing the great things that they did on their own. Um, rather, God is working through them. God is working through them to His glory and using them for the good of really countless people. Fanny ended up uh, getting married, Vance, I guess. And, and you know, one of the, let me just say this. One of the cool things about Christian biography, historical Christian biography, is the fact that you can see how these folks finished. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of us, we're in the middle of our stories. We haven't finished just yet if we're alive and kicking. But you can see what happened, you know, toward the end of their lives. Did they remain steadfast? Were they challenged toward the end? What, what really happened? So I think that's one of the huge benefits of Christian biography, don't you? Yes, absolutely, that these individuals, despite their um, ups and downs in life, the the difficulties and struggles they faced, and and also they had some um, what would probably be called failures along the way, or would doubtless be called failures, Um, yet they stayed true to the Lord and... um, confessed their weaknesses and went on with his help, and he continued to use them greatly. Yeah. Vance, what can I say? I can't wait until you're going to come back. Well, as always, I greatly appreciate the opportunity, um, Kurt and Kate, and I so appreciate your um, enthusiasm for Christian biography and what a delight to share these stories of God's great work in the lives of um, his servants to his glory and for the good of many people. Thanks for listening to Curtin and Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.